To support this podcast, go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Any amount is appreciated. Once again, positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Thank you and enjoy the program. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by PB and Joey. Simple, honest, and delicious. Go to pbandjoey.com for more information. $35 or more gets you free shipping. That's pbandjoey.com for more information. pbandjoey.com. This episode of the podcast is also brought to you by poppycrock.com. All your fake news in bite-sized portions. Go to poppycrock.com for more information or misinformation. That's poppycrock.com. Hey, everyone. Here's a great way to support this website and make money for yourself. This is Robinhood, the app that makes investing easier and offers more ways to make your money work harder. Their goal? Investing in financial markets more affordable, more intuitive, and more fun, no matter how much experience you have or don't have. Keep a broker in your back pocket. Everything you need to manage your assets and all available in a single app. Set up customized news and notifications to stay on top of your assets as casually or as relentlessly as you like. Controlling the flow of info is up to you. Have access to stocks, funds, options, cash management, and cryptocurrency. Make unlimited commission-free trades in stocks, funds, and options with Robinhood Financial. The same goes for buying and selling cryptocurrencies with Robinhood Crypto and zero commission fees. Also introducing cash management. Invest, spend, and earn all through your brokerage account. Secure a spot on the waitlist and reserve your card. Here's what I want you to do. Go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate and when you click on the referral banner and securely sign up either using your Android, Apple device, or desktop, you get a share of stock value between $3 and $150 after funding your account. That's all you got to do. You get a free stock. I get a free stock. We all win. Trading terms and conditions still apply. See Robinhood.com for more information. Once again, go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate, click on the Robinhood referral banner, and claim your free stock. Robinhood, it's time to do money. I lied to the world. I'm not the only one who kept the secrets. There are many who are following orders from the KGB, from the Central Committee, and right now there are 16 reactors in the Soviet Union with the same fatal flaw. Three of them are still running, less than 20 kilometers away at Chernobyl. Professor Legasov, if you mean to suggest the Soviet state is somehow responsible for what happened, then I must warn you, you are treading on dangerous ground. I've already trod on dangerous ground. We're on dangerous ground right now because of our secrets and our lies. They're practically what define us. When the truth offends, we, we lie and lie until we can no longer remember it. it is even there, but it is still there. Every lie we tell incurs a debt to the truth. Sooner or later, that debt is paid. That is how an RBMK reactor core explodes. Lies. Jay here, PositiveSarcasm.com, streaming live. Well, not streaming live. I gotta get used to that. Uh, recorded live, or recorded, pre-recorded from the Spare Parts Studios. Hello, everyone. Jay is here once again. Sunday leftovers. I'm kind of getting used to these, but still. At the end of the day, a blind squirrel still doesn't know where the fuck his nuts are. Anyways, you can find me on Instagram at positive underscore sarcasm, facebook.com slash POS sarcasm. Still, still getting used to putting my microphone on my microphone arm on the left side of my chair as opposed to the right, but I think it's going to be for the best. It's just not in my way. I found myself reaching 
over to mess with my keyboard and it just wasn't working out but i think i'm gonna i think this one's okay because i can just kind of push it out of my way with the left hand yeah i know it's all these little technicalities that i'm working with anyways you can find me on instagram you can find me on facebook you can find me on tiktok at positive sarcasm you can also go to my website at positivesarcasm.com. You can go and look at my article archive. You can go ahead and look at my YouTube videos and all that other stuff. Ah, uh, okay. What's on the docket for today? Sunday leftovers. I don't need to be milking everything for all it's worth. I got Ruth Chris, a steakhouse on the docket. Another uh, update on the Mick Gordon uh, soundtrack debacle. Cannonball Run, not the movie, but it's ba- the movie based on the actual thing. Or the other way around, is it? I have to find out. But can- uh, Cannonball Run, which is a record uh, run from the fastest time from uh, Midtown Manhattan to California. The ocean, of course. And then, of course, I got a couple times I want to look at for updates on that. And let's see. What else do I have on the docket? Uh, okay. Well, I want to start off. Obviously, this. Uh, let's see. What's one of the themes? What is one of the themes besides uh, sociopathy? What's one of the themes to this podcast? Uh, coffee is one of the themes because obviously I need a lot of stimulants just to just to come in here and sit down and look like an idiot. Um, well, here's the thing. It's like, all right, what's your brand? Some people prefer, you know, just plain old shitty coffee. Some people like Dunkin' Donuts. Some people like uh, uh, Javalia. Some people like Starbucks. Well, what if you wanted to mix the two? What if you wanted to mix uh, a certain type of coffees depending upon your depending upon the day, depending upon how you're feeling, depending upon what notes you're wanting to achieve? Usually in the morning you want like something that's kind of got a little bit of oomph to it. Nothing that something that will open up your eyes and break your circadian rhythm but won't make you jittery. Well, number 1 you have to start with a good blend. All right? Number that's number 1. Number okay. And a good blend means that the blend of your nuts, blend of your nuts, excuse me, the blend of, where, where's my mind at? The blend of your beans. So obviously there are two types of beans. There are Robusto, which is an inferior bean, which you find in cheaper coffees, uh, which will give you a quicker boost, but will obviously make you, will have a harder crash. And the uh, reaction to that bean is unknown. Whereas a pure Arabica bean has, um, is what most good quality beans, uh, coffees are made from so the idea is like if you had like a starbucks or if you had like a javalia or a lavazza uh you're gonna have a a proper wake up per se but here's the thing is some of those what was i thinking about okay yeah break your circadian rhythm no jitter but you want an arabica bean so anything with an arabica bean not an arabica blend 100 percent pure arabica beans that's at least where you want to start a lot of companies do that nowadays. I know New England Coffee Company does that. Aroma Joe's does that. Starbucks definitely does do that. Lavazza does that. Any any large company that's good quality coffee, not like Folgers or whatever. Anything that's like canned coffee for the most part is not going to give you, unless it's a, it's a company of note, they're not going to give you, um, I don't even think Cafe Bustello is Arabica beans. I think that's Robusto. But that's a specific blend with a specific purpose. Cubano coffee is a different animal altogether. But what what do you want at 5 o'clock in the morning, 6 o'clock in the morning to get yourself going for the day? You don't want the jitters. So you want a good quality coffee beans. Do you want flavor in your coffee? Well, maybe you do, but are you going to get it from the – or do you want to have to sacrifice the health benefits of your coffee in order to – yeah, like it's sacrificing the health benefits of your coffee because you want to put creamer in it, you want to put sugar, and you want to put all the bullshit and that fake-ass creamer stuff that separates under heat – so what do you want to put in it 
to make it the right bent blend for the morning? Well, for me, for me, I think what I've been testing lately is is not blended. Uh, like for example, Javalia. Like say for example, Javalia Colombian roast with Javalia dark roast. But I'm thinking like all across the board. What I'm doing right now is two scoops of Aroma Joe's. Aroma Joe's medium roast. The reason I'm to and then I'm the I have this extra leftover Lavazza. Lavazza is a super fine is 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 super fine so it'll bleed through uh the grains will bleed through your french press a lot so you'll end up with a really strong taste that's that's expected from lavazza which is an italian blend but the aftertaste is brutal the aftertaste is absolutely brutal on a lavazza but you can cut that and you can still get some of the joyful notes and stronger notes from a lavazza if you cut it with aroma joe's and I'm not saying Aroma Joe's is a bad blend. Aroma Joe's is a good blend. It is a strong, everyday, average Joe, Aroma Joe, average Aroma Joe blend. It's an it's a it's a strong coffee that can blend with anything. And it what matters is is when you add the Lavazza, it just takes up that coffee an extra notch. And the Aroma Joe's does the awesome thing of getting rid of that awful aftertaste. So you get the pleasant notes from the, the Aroma Joe's mixed in with the strong, bolder flavor of Lavazza. Two, and I do it two parts uh, two parts Aroma Joe's medium roast, which is whole bean, and one part Lavazza, which is a finely ground roast. And you mix those two together, and you get an excellent blend, which you may not, if you are enough of a coffee snob, you may not necessarily need. If you can go dark, if you can go black in the morning, you won't necessarily need uh, you won't need any creamers or whatnot. You can taste the full, f robust flavors of whatever you're getting from the Lavazza, whatever you're getting from your Javalia or your Aroma Joes. If you want it something a little bit lighter, you can go for like a Pikes blend from like Starbucks, or you can take like something from New England Coffee Company, which has like a Colombian roast. Uh, El Colombiano has a lot of light roasts as well. They're out of mass. They're out of northern Massachusetts, and you just take those lighter roasts and you blend those in with a darker roast, and you're going to get a real. You'll get something that's more customized for you instead of just having to deal with what's in the package. Now, also when you're dealing with caffeine, you go the darker the roasts you go, the less caffeine you're getting. So less, you're less likely to be. If you have a high sensitivity to caffeine, you won't. If you blend certain blends, if you go dark roast, you'll get less caffeine. Also, if you really are hypersensitive to caffeine or you don't want that much caffeine in the morning, there is nothing wrong, in my opinion, if you're taking, I know there's like, people make fun of you, I just drink decaf, you know, because I, I have a problem. No, you just take, you can take like a scoop of decaf, take some decaf whole bean, mix it in with some regular bean. Like, for example, if you want to do two parts Roma Joe's or two parts Lavazza or one part Lavazza or one part Starbucks, and then you take like a cup, like one part. Uh, Starbucks decaf, you mix that in, you're going to get the, you're, you're still going to get all the flavors and all the caffeine from the regular, from the regular beans, but that decaf is going to take the edge off just a little bit, just a little bit. So if you had a little decaf kicking around the house, cause usually somebody has like decaf or just some extra coffee kicking around the house, mix it in, blend it in and see how, and work those flavors to what you think is best. That's for the that's for the morning. You don't need. I mean, if you're getting up at like 4 a.m. and you want to wake up, then yeah, I strongly suggest like um, an Aroma Joe's or a Javalia Colombia or French roast mixed in with a, with some type of Lavazza. Or you can just go. Sh um, 
one thing I would recommend is actually get going Cafe Bustello. Going Cafe Bustello, which is already ground, and then go with like a, another blend, like a dark, like a dark like Lavazza. Actually, Lavazza would be a bit much with Cafe Bustello. I'd recommend something that has a smoother finish. So maybe something like a Javalia or a Aroma Joe's, something in that ballpark. Or who else do I have here that I could recommend? Um, let's see. Who do I have on the coffee wall? Jim's Organic, Pete's, uh, Wide Awake Coffee, and Wicked Joe's. Would those four right there would go great as a as a blended mix with Cafe Bustello. So those I would actually recommend. Uh, if you want to mix something organic with something Italian, I would go with uh, Laird's Superfood. They have an organic Peruvian blend, which would go good with Lavazza, which has that stronger, uh, stronger, finer coffee taste to it. So mix and match that with you. Mixing coffee, you know, Take what I call them mixer coffees. Like, for example, New England Coffee Company, not my favorite coffee company. And, and I find that some of their, their flavored coffees, like vanilla or cappuccino or chocolate blend, they have this, like, art, art, so they seem to have like this artificial aftertaste. But if you mix them with a finer, like, for example, when you take, like, a cheap vodka or you take, like, a cheap rum and you mix it and make margaritas or pina coladas, that's fine. It helps the mixers help kill some of that gross aftertaste, but you still get a lot of the notes, the warm, sweet notes that you get from those mix, quote mixer coffees. So you take like um, you take like a cap, like I'm doing right now. I'm doing a New England Coffee Company. I'm doing a uh, cap, a chocolate cappuccino, and then I'm taking one part Lavazza and two parts, uh, which is a Lavazza Classico, and then I'm doing two parts Aroma Joe's Medium Roast Whole Bean, and I'm mixing those four together. And then depending upon my mood or whatever, you can use a vanilla creamer, you can use a whole cream, you know, whole heavy cream, or you can go straight black. But you won't get any of the extreme aftertastes. You'll get all the caffeine that you want, whether it's for the morning or an afternoon pick-me-up. And you're getting all the notes. You're getting everything that you want. You're getting everything that you want. So I would highly re recommend trying out your mixer coffees. Um, let's see. And as far as my notes, hey, chill out. Uh, yeah, but... Um, that's what I would do. That's what I do. If you, if you have coffee, a lot of people have coffees in their house like there's not doing anything with, you know, and I'm, don't be afraid to mix it in with some more expensive coffees. You know, it's like, it's not like fucking uh, Enzo Ferrari is not going to come to your you know, house. No, our coffee is the best. Chill out, dude. Chill out. Just mix, mix your coffees, your coffees, it's your home. It's your wake up. And it's important that you wake up with the coffee or the energy drink that suits you best. And well, I should stick with coffee. I don't want you pounding monsters in the morning. It's just no good for you. Um, and obviously, the way you should make your coffees, if you have like a really nice cappuccino machine or an espresso machine, okay, that's one way to do it. I don't like Keurigs. I find them to be very plasticky tasting. Um, however, I always prefer if you have a, if you're good with pour overs, great. I tried the pour over thing. I'm good with a French press. I'm that's my go-to. So I'm gonna stick with a French press. I recommend anybody who has a per if you got a percolator kicking around. Definitely try out percolators. That gives you that kind of campfirey uh, taste. But if you just, it, when in doubt, the easiest thing to learn if you want to upgrade your coffee style is the French press. Uh, we reviewed this on several uh, on several older episodes, but yeah, try mixing up your coffees and see if there's a if there's certain flavors from different companies that suit you best, and go from there. Uh, we did have I did have a bunch of updates from last from Wednesday's podcast actually that I wanted to run by you folks so let's go ahead and just run let's just go ahead and get right into them i'm gonna move my phone right there there we go 
All right. So here's the thing. There was the. Uh, I want to talk a little. Want to talk a little business with you. Um. All right. So last week we talked about the. Uh. There was the the loans going out, the small business loans that were going out, and Shake Shack was one of the companies. They're a restaurant. They've got like 150 locations or whatever, and they applied for the loan. Uh. They were gonna. Their plan was to repay it by June. But they didn't think they were going to do that. So what they did was they just returned the money. They gave, they sent it back to the government. Uh, our $10 million years, you can have it back. We don't need it. We'll be fine. So that was cool. And now I, I applauded um, I applauded Shake Shack for doing that. Uh, they're New York-based, by the way. However, there were other companies that didn't really pull the trigger as quickly. And one of them was a high-priced, super high-priced steakhouse. And, um, yeah, like I said, I am going after companies that are not really, uh, they're not really doing the public any good. Um, but I will applaud them when they do the right thing. And then we can all move on from there for whatever reason. But if they do, they do bad, I call them out. If they do good, I applaud them. So here's the one. This is from Reuters. I was trying to find, I trying to find a neutral source. It's not easy nowadays. Um, so Ruth Chris is a, is a high priced steakhouse. They're like Morton's. Um, but this is from, they were given, they were, they, they also applied for the federal repayment loan, the federal rescue loan from this whole Corona virus thing. They got 20 million. Well, after, and they weren't getting, they didn't plan on giving it back. However, there was petitions and editorials and, and there was a lot of pushback from the public. Like, Hey, you guys are big. You don't need this money. Although I could argue that any company middle to large size company could use the money right now like boeing is spilling cash amc is spilling cash uh but you know the owner the owners of company in real capitalism owners assume the risk okay they assume they incur most of the debt they assume most they assume most of the risk so it's the it's their obligation to pay their employees but i mean that's just a conversation for another day ruth chris the owner decided that due to I mean probably due to mounting pressure that this 20 million dollar loan they were better off without so according to Reuters uh, Ruth's hospitality group which is the owner because obviously it's just one of those things that Ruth's hospitality group is the owner of Ruth's Chris Steakhouse the chain of restaurants on Thursday they said they would quickly repay the 20 million dollar federal rescue loans it received to help maintain payroll through the coronavirus crisis a program aimed at small businesses you guys have probably heard about it the I think it's called the PPP, the Payment Protection Program. Um, so that's $20 million from Ruth Chris going back to the government to be redistributed among other small businesses, hopefully smaller businesses, and the extra $10 million that's coming from Shake Shack. So that's $30 million back in the pot. Article goes on to say, the announcement came after the U.S. Treasury said a highly valued public company would have a hard time getting a coronavirus relief loan in the next round of funding. It also came after public pressure with an online petition gaining more than garnering, excuse me, more than 260,000 signatures asking Ruth's to give back the money. Ruth's move on Thursday was first reported to the Wall Street Journal. A spokeswoman did not hold on. Mm. Need a little water, sorry. A spokeswoman did not respond to requests for more details about the loan, about when the loan will be repaid, and whether the company would could be uh, able would be able to keep paying health care and wages or would need to seek additional financing to do so. There has been widespread concerns that big firms took the loans even though they had other means of funding not available to mom-and-pop shops. 
because the the funding basically ran out. So we're told. Many of which have received nothing from from the program. So let's see. You're going quote. You're going to kill your brand," uh, said celebrity entrepreneur Mark Cuban. Mark Cuban's the owner of the Dallas Magics. Magic Magics. Excuse me. Dallas Mavericks. Mavericks. Maverick. Um. Let's see. Okay. Burger chain Shake Shack earlier this week became the first publicly public company to say it will return the funds rather than pay back the loan over time. Instead, the New York-based corporation valued on the stock market at more than 1.6 billion was able to raise 150 million of equity capital. Like other pump companies, uh, Ruth's qualified for the PPP funding. Our goal, okay, here, this is from Ruth Chris. Our goal was to utilize funding. Funds to keep as many of our team members working for as long as possible, cover 100% of healthcare benefits, and position Ruth Chris to rebuild its workforce as quickly as possible. The company said in a statement obtained by Reuters, intended to pay back the loan, da 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 da. We remain dedicated to, okay, just corporate bullshit. So, I mean, according to public pressure, yeah, they just paid back the loan, which is great. Now, did I apply for it? Fuck no, I don't need it. I don't need it. I'm perfectly fine. Um, I'm earning my way. I'm doing what I need. And quite frankly, there are businesses, right? Full swing businesses that need this money that didn't get it. Uh, or they didn't get enough. So that's 30 million back. I hope other companies that did the same thing will obviously repay the money, go send it back if it's, if they can and, uh, allow these other smaller businesses to continue. It's going to be funny though, to see when this whole, when the fate, when like the three or four phases of reopening, um, the United States and reopening the general public, is underway these larger businesses these more expensive businesses like um ruth chris and morton's how much money are they going to make right off the bat it's going to take some time for people well it may it may let me reemphasize. it may take some time for these businesses to start getting back the profits they were expecting for second and third quarter of 2020 i i'm not sure because it just depends on who's who's coming. Do they have the money to do that? Because there are there are people right now that are making a ton of money, whether it be from the stock market, whether it be from the circumstances of the environment. And the fact is, is I just keep moving. I I mean, that's yeah. I just I just keep moving. Uh, but a, the idea there's there is a lot of people out there that are not even when this thing's over, they're still going to be a tough time. They're not going to have their anniversary dinners or their weekend out or their once a month at Ruth Chris. So I'm curious how companies like Ruth Chris will be able to recover while not taking the payment protection loan. But that's like I said, this is going to affect a lot of different people. So and a, a lot of people, this is going to affect a lot of different people, a lot of different companies in many different ways. We don't know. We're just hoping for the best. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to say, hey, good job on you for deciding, even though it was public pressure, you gave back the money, which means there's 20 million back in the pot extra back in the pot for another for another smaller business a much smaller business to have a chance that's the whole thing is in this country you should have a chance any chance small large you have a chance like i had a chance and that's the one thing i i learned this weekend when i was showing a a, a showing some work to a client of mine um and i realized what i i have now passed a milestone in quality of work um, turnaround time of my work, my communication with clients, and what I'm able to offer them, and on the budget, in the and something that fits their budget, and that's where I finally realized that, um, that I've 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 become something of significant value. I have become this. 
independent rogue uh rogue machine that really doesn't have to answer to anyone for any for any reason that's what i'm that's what it's becoming whereas i'm able to start sustaining myself in a way where my quality of work and my type of work will get more eyes and be more sought after in a way where I don't need to do mainstream and I don't have to oversell myself or I don't have to compromise my approach to the work in order to appease somebody else's, I mean, not traditional mindset, but more watered down mindset. I'll do something and I, the moment I introduce it, it's almost 100% accepted minus like a typo here and there. Um, but as expected, it panned out which means that I'm on the right path. I'm doing the right thing. And I remember like literally just a couple of years ago, I would introduce a, a piece of work to a client and the concept was all over the place. But I was realizing that I was going through lines of communication which were not of any value. So you, if you want to get the, if you want to get the right idea of what a per, of what the client wants, go directly to the source. Don't go through telephone. Don't go through secretaries. Don't go get the get the ideas right from the person's mouth. Go directly to the source, or don't work with the client at all, because it, it's only going to make you look bad. It may make you look bad if you don't want to work with a client because you're not able to get to the source. And because you can't get to the source who wants the product or service, you're like, I'm not going to deal with you. But it's going to make you it's going to make you look far worse that you time and time again try to introduce a product to them. And it, it seems like because the, the communication is off between you and the client because you're going through so many different people that your product looks like shit or doesn't look like what they want and you get bad you get a bad rep from that he didn't, he, we didn't like what he was giving us that word travels i would rather be known as stubborn or hard-headed but never giving shitty product giving shitty service i'm i want like when in the movie uh ford versus ferrari where uh carol shelby didn't want to talk to any execs he wanted to talk directly to ford he wanted to talk directly to the owner of ford you know, and because he did that, he was able to get the driver he wanted, uh, the car he want, the car he designed, and win, you know, win Le Mans. So if you have something, go to the source. Don't waste your time with those middlemen because they're only out to gratify themselves and fill their pockets. Go buy, go buy them. They don't, they don't matter. If you're trying to succeed in life, those middle people don't matter to you. Go to the source. Figure out how to get to the source. And that is how you're going to build a business. Fuck everybody else. Believe me, there's millions of people out there that need a business that you haven't even created yet. It's, all, it's literally just percolating in the back of your mind. But there's millions of people waiting for you to create that business. And when you do, they're going to come running when you start going out there and stumbling through these hoops to create it. You know, it's funny. I was playing a, a video game for the first time in forever because my uh, my nephew Timmy um, graciously donated a PlayStation 4 to the whole, to the uh, PS studio. And I finally, after all this time, um, it's actually an article I'm going to run up on is, I was talking about Mick Gordon last week. He's the uh, composer to Doom 2016 and Doom Eternal, really awesome video game. I finally, after all this time, and being a hardcore Doom fanatic, especially the older Dooms and the soundtracks they created, I finally got to play 
Doom 2016. Came out in 2016. It's the new version of Doom. It's blowing, it blew people's heads off. And now Doom Eternal was just released about a month ago. People are going crazy about it. The soundtrack is insane. There's some, there's some news and articles behind that as well. Well, I finally had a chance to sit down and go through uh, several episodes of the, of the new versions of Doom. And it actually, oddly enough, and I, way I, the way I play video games is this. Um, I give myself one-hour increments. Like, for example, if I'm going to play, like, one hour every other day or one hour a week, but I'm only going to, no matter what, it's one hour. You play one hour and then you're done because you have other responsibilities in life that you need to be paying attention to, whether it's loved ones or, 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 or job responsibilities or what have you, working out. You have those responsibilities. But to de-stress for, like, 45 minutes to an hour, you play your game, and then you you take five minutes to just decompress from all the the graphics blowing through your head. Take a shower and then focus on fam or or homework or something like that. That decompression time is pretty good though. Just chilling out, playing a video game. But the idea is that I went. I, I mean, I felt like a kid. But the the pace of the game is is it taught me it retaught me an important lesson because this game doesn't let up. It keeps throwing shit at you. If it's not like an obstacle where you need to jump here and climb there and figure out how to get from this point to another, it's just throwing baddies at you and spawning baddies that just don't give a shit about you. And you can't stand still. Like the Matthew principle. Like it kept you have to keep moving. In order to survive in this game, Doom, you have to keep moving. You have to keep strafing. You have to keep finding new angles. You can't hide there's no uh there's no park you know there's no parking yourself behind a dumpster then peeking out every once in a while to see if the baddies are there there's no sniping you can't snipe in this game you can't you gotta keep moving it the essential that's why the first um song in doom 2016 is called rip and tear you just gotta keep going through it and moving around and creating angles for yourself otherwise the artificial intelligence that's in the game will kill you so you have to keep moving. You can't stay still. This is a ma- this is a the principle of Matthew, which was retaught to me through the uh, stuff of Jordan Peterson, the lectures of Jordan Peterson. So you have to keep moving forward. You have to keep pressing forward, which is in this game is a it's a it's a concept of life. You have to keep moving. You have to keep creating. You have to keep m- strafing and just being mobile. Makes you number one. It makes you harder to hit. Number two, you fall into opportunities better. Number three, by keep moving forward, more opportunities are coming to you. You don't become stagnant. You don't stagnate over your work, your career, your lifestyle, your relationship. I'm not saying get in a relationship, keep moving, dump that one and move to the next one. I'm not saying that. I'm just, I'm simply stating to always keep improving on what you're doing. Whatever it is you're doing, change up your outfits, change up your workout routine, change up your diet. Change it all up. Keep moving. Keep finding new angles and working on stuff and creating new opportunities for yourself. You do that, you'll you'll be in a position like me to sit down with a client just recently and show them the very first concept, which ends up basically being the final product because they loved it and they ate it up. And I strongly suggest that whatever that idea is in the back of your head to create it. And just by playing this little video game, this video game that took tons of production money, took tons of time, tons of resources, tons of people and teams to recreate something that 
if it was half-assed in any way, shape, or form, the public, the gamers, the fans, anybody looking to purchase this game would have walked away and they would have said, no thanks, you've ruined a legacy. But instead, they have resurrected a game that we actually didn't know we needed or wanted and in doing so, it taught us something. It, it taught me something about constantly just keep moving. Don't stand there and expect to win. Don't Yeah, don't stand there and expect to win. Keep moving because you never know what's behind you. You never know where that fireball is coming from. And as long as you keep moving and keep darting and keep chucking and, j- chucking and jiving, you have a better chance of survival. You have a better chance of succeeding. And that's the power of my company is because its resource level is so minimal and I'm able to build something from nothing. I have these computers here that I didn't have just a couple months ago and they cost me very, very little, very, very little to max max them out and make them fully viable to be utilized in any way, shape or form. One is a a light video editing and light gaming uh, console, which I don't use it for gaming, but it does everything that I needed to. And the other one for viewing articles, reading email and playing video and doing other light editing as well. And they're perfect because I gave them specific duties. That's the power. A lot. Of, I'm, I'm realizing a lot of the power. I just sold uh, a computer that was donated to this house. I sold it for a couple hundred bucks, but that computer was worth all of that and more. It was just, People are still being in this time of right now, in this time of much need. People are still being wasteful, and I'm taking I'm taking a lot of I'm taking great opportunity at that. I am I'm making a lot of money from just putting everything out there, whether it's for sale, whether it's a product or a service or use, and I'm using I'm using everything to my potential, doing everything that I think I can. And by playing, and like I said, it, it just, it's just funny. I was playing this video game. It's like, hey, you can't stand still. Well, you know, I've been cooped up. Um, everybody's been cooped up in their house in one way or shape or another or cooped up inside their own head. Well, it's, you know, time to start taking risks. You know, I'm not saying, out, saying go out there and get COVID. I'm saying go and get in your car and go for a drive and re-experience what peace and quiet is like, not inside your own home, but in a rural, a spot of the country that, is still in a drivable state. Just go out there. It is time to start taking some risk and going out there and reassessing your life to not worry about where the next paycheck is coming from, but worrying about where the next stage of your life is going to lead you to. And just going out there and seeing what what can you do right now? What's next for you? A lot of people right now are wondering what's next. A lot of people are still scared. Well, you should be more scared of what your life was going to be like anyways before this whole thing hit. So why don't you consider doing something about it now? Now, all you have to do is ask the question. And I do a lot of Q&A where people are afraid of certain things. And, th- and I, I go through a lot of articles that um, bring you only bring you information as long as I, tr- I trust that it is true information. I, I played a, 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 a video, at, I, as I usually do. I play a little sound clip at the beginning of every podcast now, and pretty much. And it talks about that was that the clips from Chernobyl, the miniseries on HBO, which is based on the actual events of the Chernobyl um, meltdown, the nuclear meltdown. And they're having some wildfires over there right now, but it's under it's under control. 
And since the the government is the it's the Ukrainian government, you can actually expect them to tell the truth. But it was one lie when the Chernobyl explosion happened. It was one lie on top of one lie on top of one lie, one on top of another. And the lie lies incur debt that eventually have to be repaid. And the government of the Soviet Union told so many lies when before the reactor was built, when the reactor was completed, when it was being tested, and after it exploded, that eventually collapsed the entire Soviet Union because the Soviet Union had no exports, so it had no way of bringing in money. And to clean up the Soviet Union and their re- clean up their reputation, forget it, collapsed. Whereas China has exports, so it can bring in money. But the lying that they've incurred from this whole outbreak has made them look very, very bad. So to bring equality to, bring a type of quality to yourself, try to tell the truth and stumble through this this new path of yours as much as you can. Don't lie to yourself. Basically, don't lie to yourself about where you are in life because that lie incurs a debt. So the more that you lie to yourself, that debt at the end of it all, whether you're 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, on your deathbed, when you that debt that you're eventually going to repay is going to turn into a, is not going to be debt. It's going to be regret. What have you done with your life? Now is a great chance for you to look at your situation and be like, what can I do? It's it's your life. You want to you you want to fucking give it away to having three kids and and struggling every day at the lumberyard. I don't know. It's whatever. What do you want to do? Personally, I want to I want to move to the ocean in some way, shape, or form, or be close to it. And I want to be able to travel and create videos. I I've always said that there are people that were born in life to uh to live life. I was born to capture it which is why I make videos and fly drones and talk to you and read articles. I want to deliver you information. I like to entertain. I So what I'm saying to you is now is a great time to, to not, don't live your life, live your truth. I'm saying do something to better the world by being a better you. Start creating your own business. Start creating some travel plans. Start doing some things or looking for a new career path, even though careers aren't really a thing anymore. So I'm just saying, just start right. Start by, I have this notepad. I go through it every day. Every every few months, a new notebook gets turned over for a new one. It's, I think it's on a yearly basis now. But since the podcast now goes twice a week, that uh, this notebook gets filled out twice a week at least. So that's twice a week times how many, other, how many pages. And then the next thing you know, new po- notebook. And I've got, you know, three or four of them now. So we're a couple of years into this podcast. We're a few years into the, into the YouTube videos and all the other stuff that clients are starting to notice my work and the turnaround time for the work and the quality of the work and the um, return on that work as far as doing more work for these clients. Because if I deliver a shitty product, I won't work with them again because I can't give them what they want. So I and I I'm a hundred percent authentic with these clients. I don't hide anything from anyone as far as the work that I do or the podcast that I do. It's all out there. If people don't like, like what's great about what I do is, if people don't like one segment of my website, they don't have to look at it. They can just take what they need, and that's it. And I tell them that if they don't like what that part is. They don't have to associate with it. It's like, well, that's what they do. Um, but I, I don't hide any of that stuff from them. You're dealing with a, 
You're dealing with a highly aggressive person with a highly aggressive website, with a highly aggressive angle and approach at doing this work. And at least when people hire me or consider hiring me, they see the passion behind what I do. I'm willing to take risks. I'm willing to put a, a, a GoPro or a camera in a sling and shoot it up 75, 100 feet in the air at the risk of breaking it if it means getting the proper shot for two seconds in a video. I'm willing to risk that. I'm willing to strap GoPros to bumpers and give random people that I've never met before some of my camera gear and put them in a car sideways at 60 miles per hour if it means getting the side shot that I need. I'm willing to take those risks. And sometimes those risks have led to drones crashing into telephone wires and drowning in the water, um, throwing you know cameras in the uh, waterproof cameras into the ocean, not being able to find them, um, having cameras stolen. These are the risks you incur, but those risks lead to new opportunities. So I just want you to say, I mean, I had a lot of stuff on here, but I'm gonna run for it. I'll go through it another day. Um, these risks that we're talking about that I go through. It's led me to, after five or six years, have led me to, to this, to now. What's next? What's the next five years going to bring? What's the next five years going to bring? What's your next five years going to bring you? So I really suggest that you look at that and look at that now. Because there's a, there's a lot of changes that you can make for the next six months of your life. Because there's, there's states are starting to open it back up, whether it be completely or in phases. States are starting to open up back up. Counties, restaurants, retail, things are going to eventually start opening back up. The stock market is going to start to increase in some way, shape, or form. So there's going to be some movement. There's going to be some money to be made or some ideas to be had or concepts to be explored. Do you want to be a part of it? Because if you don't, hit the bricks. But if you do, I strongly suggest you attack now. Now is the best time and opportunity to you want to invest in the stock market, you can go to the Robinhood app. Check that out. If you want to, inv if you have questions for me, you can email me directly. You can go right to my website. You can check out my videos. If you want to uh, start your own business, it's easy. If you want to start your own website, you can go to Squarespace. That's super cheap and it's easy to manage. I've created four versions of Positive Sarcasm on there, and I like the new version of it. You should check. I mean, my buddy finally uh, the the website Poppy Croc. It looks marvelous. It looks bad, in my opinion, it looks in many ways better than positive sarcasm, but it's a different design. It has a different purpose to it, but it looks great. And it's very easy to make if you just take a little time, take a little chunk out of your schedule to put these things together. Have a clear concept, write everything down. But now you got to move quickly. You should move quickly to these opportunities. And, and as far as your health and wellness, that's the icing on top of the cake, man. The cherry on top of whatever. That's the shit that you've got to take, in, take into account as well. That now's a great time to consider your health and wellness. Whether you did, whether you got COVID uh, and were symptomatic or asymptomatic or whatever, this was a wake-up call and you should consider doing something about that as well. More than something. Everything. So, I guess uh, our sermon is over for today. We just, I just did 41 minutes on coffee and doom. So I don't know how we put those two together, but I managed to do that. So hooray for me. Anyways, uh, we are at 42 minutes, and I had other stuff to talk about.
but that's the end of that. I was going to talk about Mick. Mick Gordon was uh, is going to plan to fix the rest of the uh, Doom Eternal soundtrack mix. We were talking about the new Cannonball Run record. Um, and But, okay, well, another day, another podcast. Twice a week, baby. Anyways, you can find me on Instagram. You can find me on Facebook. You can find me on TikTok. All the same stuff. My clippy clips come out come out a few times a week. Check out my clips. They're they're simple. At thirty to sixty seconds, you can find them on you can find them all on my YouTube channel, Positive Sarcasm Podcast. And then, of course, you can check out my original YouTube channel, Positive Sarcasm. But until then, you can download. And now, these pre recorded episodes will go up with the podcast audio included in the video uh, on the Positive Sarcasm Podcast, so you can watch with the high quality video up there for the pre recorded episodes, at least. Uh, if I decide to go stream live again, well, we'll see. But either way, you're gonna get the you're gonna get the full episodes, audible, uh, audibly and visually. But if you just want to listen to the podcast and download it and stream it, subscribe to it, you can go to um, it's available everywhere: iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Podcast Addict, Castbox, anywhere where podcasts are available. And, of course, stream and download at PositiveSarcasm.com as well. And if you want to donate to this whole thing, you can go to PositiveSarcasm.com slash donate. Any amount is appreciated. Also, check out my uh, affiliate links, the Cash app, and the Robinhood app. Cost you nothing. Until then, uh, I want to thank you guys all for the new subscribers. Hey, thanks for jumping on board. I appreciate it. If you have questions or comments, anything about it, you guys have checked out my Q&As that I do from Dig. Check those out. A few questions or comments, concerns. Um, and you're not an asshole vegan type, go, go ahead and hit me up. I'd love to hear what you have to say. Uh, but until then, I want to thank you guys for listening, watching, subscribing. We're 43 minutes deep. I will chat with you all really soon. But until then, check out everything I have available to me uh, to you right now, all my content. But I will talk to you all on Wednesday as well. But until then, recording live from the Spare Parts Studios, this has been a Positive Sarcasm presentation. And now... Uh, 